Hello, everybody. I hope you got your kaleidoscope glasses on right now because we're getting <laughs> psychedelic on this episode of Beyond the Borderline with your hosts, Connor, Cam, Phil, and Ryan. Epic. Okay. Welcome back, Thank everybody. You. So, today's episode is unique in that uh, this will be the first episode where our topic of conversation is based off of a fan request so uh we've we've been telling you guys you know send ideas into our dms and um you speak we will listen so one of our dedicated listeners sarah bennett shout out sarah we went to high school with sarah she's a lovely person and she dm'd us basically asking us to talk about psychedelics so um yeah part of what she she requested was essentially um, do we think the science around psychedelics and opening up the mind to places that it hasn't been will or can advance the human race in some way? Uh, and is it possible, is it perhaps possible through the power of psychedelics to, um, achieve, you know, a greater understanding of the universe and, and even possibly, um, perceive other dimensions or, or travel <laughs> to other dimensions um, through the power of psychedelics or is it all just chemicals in your brain making you see crazy stuff so we'll open up the floor to uh, that topic um, it's, I think, it's an uh, interesting one so what, what so are your guys it, thoughts it, it, I think it, we can all agree that it's definitely beneficial for the human race like when you look at it Canada just allowed testing for microdosing and stuff like that so whether you believe in like you know doing psychedelics to open a brain like to open up uh brain connections and stuff like that and or connection connectors in the brain sorry mm -hmm. and uh you know view alternative realities or whatever we can talk about that after but i think we can all agree that <laughs> at least microdosing we should like explore and stuff like that should be explored because clearly it has health benefits to people suffering from PTSD and mental health issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we can touch on that later. I think we should talk. Yeah. About that's the, more the like in the, the practical sense, but yeah, let's, let's stick well, to so, the, uh, the kind of abstract when, ideas here. When, when listening to Sarah's question here, it, it makes me immediately think of a pretty famous um, uh, artist. Uh, this, uh, so who I'm talking about specifically is David Bowie. Now I learned about this story nice. from a friend of mine who's who, who who reads up and studies a lot about musical history. So I guess this is more secondhand knowledge and me doing the research myself. So I'm I'm gonna paraphrase as best I can. But essentially, David Bowie, whether you whether you like 70s or 80s music, I think we can all agree that Dev, David Bowie is quite a talented artist, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if all, but I know so a vast majority of the music that he created, he did so while absolutely blitzed on cocaine. And while, and while cocaine isn't really known for its psychedelic effects, I think <laughs> it goes to show just how much an effect drugs can have on your ability to create. It almost acts like that extra uh, catalyst to propel your mind where it needs to be in order to create those incredible sounds and content. So I think when we're talking about the the, the capability that uh, psychedelics have on the mind to advance yourself to a point where you can create such incredible pieces of content, whether that's music or science, I definitely think is possible for some people. So yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I don't think anyone would disagree that like um, you can use 
psychedelics and, and other drugs. I mean, even, even weed, um, to, you know, foster well, like a creative spirit and, and well, just by its very nature, right. It puts you into a different state of mind. So your way of thinking is different in, in with some, your inhibitions are lowered with some, you, you, I don't know. You just take different pathways to different conclusions that you wouldn't well, have reached. Look, um, I think one of the, the best examples that you guys are looking for right now is Steve jobs, right? Like he used to trip on acid and that's how he came up with like <laughs> Mac and, you know, different ideas around Apple and stuff like that. Is that true? Yeah. But well, so I don't think Steve, I don't really think Steve jobs is the genius that a lot of people believe him to be a lot of the science and technology was actually developed by Steve Wozniak. Yeah. I attribute more of Apple's success to him than I do Steve jobs. Steve jobs was was a beautiful mind for marketing. That's where his strengths were. But Steve jobs had the, like had all the ideas, the technical stuff was the was, but Steve Jobs came up with like, uh, like the Mac, right? He didn't he didn't do the programming stuff, but he came up with the idea, and then the Waz was the one that brought it into reality. But the, without those, without right, uh, Steve Jobs tripping, yeah, he's on an Apple, ideas man. Ideas would not have come to fruition, and he even said like everyone should try acid at least once because it will open your mind to so many different things. Right. Okay. Well, think about it. I'll put it like this. So. We're, we're, we're going back to another Dune reference here, but, um, but how <laughs> could we spice, not, how could we not? Spice. Yeah. So if you're familiar with Dune or if not the, what's called the spice melange is, is the biggest plot device throughout the Dune novels. And what it is, is essentially a, um, a drug um, only found on the planet Dune. Well, it's more than and, a drug. Uh, no, but well, I'm about to explain it. Well, it is essentially, it's a drug. Um, and its primary purpose is to, um, well, to, to basically have that effect that we're talking about psychedelics possibly having, which is opening up different avenues in the mind. And eventually the protagonist, Paul, um, is able to, uh, kind of transcend the normal, uh, you know, state of mind that human beings are in and he can peer into the future and peer into different pathways by virtue of what this drug has done on him. And there's other, like there's other orders, uh, quasi religious orders that use the drug to, um, uh, to connect with their genetic memories of past ancestors and essentially become, uh, you know, as close to all knowing as you could become. Um, so there's something there. Clearly, Frank Herbert, the author of Dune, had heard the the theories of psychedelics being used in like ancient religions and stuff, and like our ideas of God being shaped by uh, psychedelic experiences and like hallucinogenic experiences. And so it's an interesting thing to think about, right? It's like, look, we operate in day to day life. Uh, just like normal, normal people, um, with, with nothing really affecting our brain other than that, which affects our brain on a daily basis. Um, but things like DMT, for example, uh, where people report these insane trips that they go on and, and an overwhelming feeling of, uh, of understanding, you know, like when, when, when people take acid or shrooms or or DMT or, or whatever it is, um, they come back from their trip, their voyage through their mind. Their voyage. <laughs> well, it's what it is though. Right. And, and, and they oftentimes talk of 
you know, deep, deep thoughts that they had and, and a sense of calm where they've reached some kind of understanding about the universe or about their purpose. So when you bring up mental health, Connor, like, I think that's why microdosing helps because people, mm-hmm. I mean, anxious people or, or nihilistic people or people who, um, you know, have so many things going wrong in their life and they can't seem to get a grip on it they almost have a, 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 a revelatory experience, you know, a, a revelation of, of look, this is, this is life and it's going to be okay. You know, in some kind of deep, deep sense. Um, so I don't know what you guys think about that. Is, is that possible? First of all, is it possible just in terms of the mental health, but also like to go deeper, like with Dune, like could we unlock other areas of our brain? So I, I, I need to stress this point before we get too far down the rabbit hole. A lot of people, uh, the, there's still this misconception that there, there, a lot of people have this belief that, you know, humans only have access to 10% of their brain's capacity or, or 50% or whatever. And they think that doing psychedelics will unlock your full potential of your brain. This is actually a myth you have 100% control over your brain. If you took out 1% of your brain, you would then have brain damage and you would experience something like, like, I, I don't yeah. like some, the some conversation is around perception though. Right? No, but I, I, I just wanted to make that yeah, clear yeah. before Good I get point. further into Good what point. I'm talking about. Um, I do agree 100% that psychedelics and drugs like weed and stuff like that are, are definite, um, it, when used in microdosing or definite uh, treatment. Weed's plans. not a psychedelic though. I know. I said psychedelics and drugs like weed to separate the two categories. Um, okay. I think those are definitely great treatments for, for those that have uh, mental illness, any sort of mental illness issue. I think they're, they're really, they've, they've shown to be effective for those people. Um, but in terms of where you were going with Dune Cam, I, I think for some people, some people, some people who are in a state where their mind is un- incapable of reaching that level of enlightenment on their own, I think psychedelics are, when used appropriately, can certainly help them achieve that level of, of perception that they they that they would like to achieve. Perception. Right. So yeah, it's like um, like, uh, 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 it can be used other ways too. Like if you look back to like I, I just love speaking about the Vikings, but. They used to use they used to, before going to battle they would like uh, ingest a bunch of mushrooms and it would like it would make them fearless right because they're like yeah either the berserkers yeah yeah it just it just helped them you know people said it gave them an edge in battle whether they saw things faster who knows if that's true or not that's what they believed and they were a force to be reckoned with so there's something to say behind that but yeah beyond that like i think it definitely opens up like as you said ryan like you have access to 100 percent of your brain but i i think you know sometimes your brain's not in unison and like parts of your brain aren't fully connected to other parts of your brain and it's proven that when you do like when you take psychedelics and stuff like that there's connectors in your brain mm-hmm. that open up to each other and stuff like that um, well, because on a regular so, basis, like, you're just concerned with like earthly worries, right? Like, no, 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 yeah. How many times, like, yeah, yeah. do you have to, like, it, during a day, like, all you're thinking about is the now, you know? And it's like, it takes something like, you know, a trip, a, a drug trip to, like, uh, to focus your thoughts on grander things. And you said the right word, Ryan, which was enlightenment. And, um, 
and that's what they do is they seem to provide enlightenment to people whether it's religious or, or just i do and, yeah, and we've I, made I, this I, distinction before like it's just spiritual um but meditation is, is i think they both are trying to come at it from different angles you know like one mm-hmm. route is is psychedelics and one route is meditation and they're like both seeking enlightenment yeah it's interesting because you know it's just like while you're right about the like we we have it's not going to open new areas of our brain in like a physical sense you're not going to be fucking telekinetic or any shit no no (laughs) but like your perception of yeah i agree and your understanding uh, you know like it's just really interesting to contemplate like for example in sarah's question when she's talking about like traveling to other dimensions like probably not physically but in like a metaphysical sense yeah uh, so you know what, what what so i want to circle back here to what connor says about you know activating certain connectors in your brain i agree i think to combine both of what you said and cam said when we're sober we're constantly thinking about the most common things i got to pay bills what's happening with the economy what's happening with politics what, what's happening with my job but when you take drugs, specifically psychedelics, it's almost like it puts stoppers on those common thoughts and allows it frees up capacity in your brain to think about other things that you wouldn't normally think about. In, which in turn help, yeah, which in turn helps you reach that level of enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is like uh, about, meditation yeah. would be just a natural way of trying to achieve that, whereas right. psychedelics are the performance enhancing equivalent of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I think a lot of people live their life like, you know, it's it's like my one of my favorite sayings, it's like, your world, I'm just living in it. Like everyone like lives their life like they're the most important person in the world. But like taking these psychedelics and, you know, getting into perspective and like thinking about how small you are mm-hmm. definitely puts a lot of things into into place. And you're just like, wow, like there's 9 billion people on the planet. I'm just one person out of 9 billion. When before I'm sure you're thinking like, Oh, I like, I'm just living my life. I want to do whatever I want to do. But then there's like nine other 9 billion other people that are trying to do the same thing. And it's like, it helps put things into perspective as to how tiny we really are in the grand scheme of things. See, that's why I'm scared to try psychedelics. Cause I feel like I'm just, I'm going to start thinking about demons and existential dread and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to fucking go down that path um but okay what i was trying to uh well what another thing i wanted to bring up is um i did some listening today on um on the topic of psychedelics and how they relate to um religious experiences um because like you know you read testimonial or you hear testimonial people that that do psychedelics especially like dmt and and acid and stuff um and like I said, they have a, a super, super deep and meaningful experience that sometimes takes on like a spiritual connotation, right? And so the question, the idea that a lot of people uh, had, and it used to be a discredited theory, but it's gaining traction again, as you know, the topic of psychedelic drugs starts to become more mainstream again, is that like ancient religions and stuff were using, whether knowingly or not, using um hallucinogenic drugs uh in ritual uh, like experiences like the ancient greeks um certain ancient greeks specifically in the cult of dionysus the wine god who would um you know drink this wine and ingest these uh, well beer as well and ingest these 
um, these substances that could have been, well, it's theorized that they were laced with ergot, 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 which is like a fungus. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what had, they had these rev- revelatory experiences where they were, you know, it was deeply, deeply mystical where they were like, they traveled to the brink of death and back, you know, even Plato himself, who then went on to say like, if people are engaging with philosophy properly, then they're constantly bringing themselves to the brink of death and staying dead. And by that, he meant engaging with our mortality, right? Which is what doing psychedelics does is we get an understanding of who we are in the universe. And so there's just a very interesting connection to religion. And so the question arises, were psychedelics behind our religious beliefs in the ancient past? And if so, was that genuine as in they opened a path to like understanding a higher power or was it just, they made us feel that way? You know, did they truly give us insight into like the meaning of life and like God or, or, or the idea of God, or did it just give us the feeling of that? But either think, way, our uh, religions could have been based on it. You know, I, I think that it like that, definitely speaks to a lot of things too like even like looking at the first nations and like uh native tribes Mm -hmm. a lot of them would have sometimes it was like depending on what tribe it was sometimes they like take peyote trips or yeah um, other do ayahuasca different things and then a lot of the time it was like um right right when you're kind of like going through puberty and it's like becoming like a boy to a man like you go on this this trip and they you get super drugged out and then you you're in the middle of the forest and you have to survive for yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they come back and pick you up. Sometimes you have to make your way back to the tribe. It just depends. But I think that really speaks to a lot of things is like, it's a way of giving wisdom. Yeah, quick, exactly. It's a quick way. It's a quick way to get wisdom, as you said, with like philosophy and stuff like that, Cam. Well, yeah, it's so- funny that you mentioned natives. Sorry, just one sec, uh, Ryan. It's funny you mentioned natives um, because those rituals focus around, like you said, wisdom, but they're getting it from their ancestors, right? It's like, it's like a way to commune with those who have passed on, you know, commune with the spirits of your ancestors. And I just noticed this now, but like, it's a super cool um, parallel because Dune, like I mentioned before, um, <laughs> the, well, no, it's important, uh, you know, whatever. It's cool. The oh, spice, I love Dune. I'm uh, never gonna. I'm never gonna. It's. I'm never gonna <laughs> judge you for bringing up Dune. Yeah, but the spice. Um, it allowed people to commune with well, certain people to commune with their ancestral memories. You know, their genetic memories inside themselves, and so they got the ancient wisdom from their genetic memories. So it's like Dune put a like scientific or like a, a science fiction spin on the native ritual of ingesting the mm-hmm. the hallucinogenic to commune with your spirit the spirits of your ancestors and then dune was like no this drug how it actually works is you're accessing their genetic memories in your dna which is so cool to me like that's such a cool concept if you, and like when that, you look at it can, when you look you at like it in that, the sense i was just gonna say like when you look at it in a sense of- <laughs> Go, go ahead, Connor. You go keep ahead, going Connor. at the exact same time. Go ahead, Connor. Go ahead. I was just gonna say when you look at it, like from the from the perspective of Sarah's question, like uh multi like multi-dimensional and stuff like that. Like you're at you're all, like, you know, when you go on these on the that trip and you access 
you know the spirits of your ancestors or spirits of that the tribe believes in that's almost like multi-dimensional right like you're able to access a realm on earth that being in a sober state you wouldn't be able to access now whether that's just your mind playing tricks on you well it's like when we discuss the afterlife like are we touching the afterlife like we're essentially traveling through time if you if you're communing with ancient wisdom and and who knows what the source of that wisdom is right like but if you are getting an understanding from from having these uh psychedelic or hallucinogenic experiences where is that coming from is it coming from our ancestors god or just our brains being able to focus on the bigger picture you know so i don't know so two things first thing cam if you love the idea of stories about accessing the genetic memories of your ancestors through your own dna mm-hmm. i would encourage you to look at assassin's creed because that is literally oh yeah all, that is oh that's what it is of, it's not about drugs it's about how technology allows us to do that and right. then they use it to find these mythological artifacts that were once uh created by a precursor race of humanoids that came before us so there's a lot of scientology in it too but right. i think you would i think you would like that if you like the the idea of accessing genetic memories yeah i've and, always wanted to play those games never got around to it though no yeah they're they're a great time um but what i was going to say is or what i was going to ask you and this is no insult to to, to those of who believe in in the stories of christianity in the bible but do you think I think we can all agree that Jesus walking on water is pretty like, right. That's right. pretty crazy. Right. Do you think a, a lot of those experiences that those apostles witness was the result of hallucinations, whether it be by psychedelics or uh, stroke or whatever? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that actually, because so I'm, I, I don't think I would say that like most of the miracles in the Bible are there, f- I think for a more, for the story they tell yeah yeah the, more the lessons so. that they're trying yeah the lessons that yeah. they're trying to teach i agree um but that being said there could certainly be a connection between so so this is one of the theories i was talking about that's gained ground a little bit again recently is that christianity might even be um to some degree originated and, and influenced by um hallucinogenic experiences um for example the the Eucharist, which is a fundamental part of, of at least Roman Catholicism, and I don't know about any uh, the other denominations, but receiving the body and blood of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you break that down, what is that really? What, why you're ingesting a liquid and a substance? Now we take it to be wine and bread, but who knows what the original idea of the Eucharist was, right? Um, in order to receive the holy spirit unto yourself i mean if you just take that as a metaphor for taking a psychoactive drug to receive god in the sense of that understanding that purpose that meaning it's essentially equivalent right so the the sacrament of the eucharist um ingesting a substance that allows the holy spirit to commune with you I mean, that sounds to me an awful lot like uh, a drug trip. I mean, the the resemblance is stunning. Like, don't you think? You know, I, you sli- like- so slightly off topic, I would be way more open to going to church if they changed the body of Christ from that stale ass chip to like a Pringle or something. 
Oh my you god! Know, I, mean, they, they, I actually they, love they, those. They taste great, man. No, they already changed wine to grape juice. Why can't they change this fucking say less chip to a Pringle? Like, yeah, hook a brother but, but, up. But that's isn't that kind of crazy though? Like, I was just gonna say, like, if you look at <clears throat> these these ancient religions that were known to like use psychedelics and stuff, it's it's, just, it's pretty similar to the culture around like uh you know these modern religions like so it would be the shaman right and the shaman would right, yeah uh partake in, in like heavy amounts of these drugs so that the rest of the tribe or the rest of the people that that shaman supported he would be able to help them trip safely yeah and if like if that's how you're looking at it and the priest was giving the body and blood of christ or whatever it was as you said like it could be whatever substance mm-hmm. it would be the same thing because the priest lives at least in the Roman Catholic church lives by themselves and kind of a little bit segregated from everybody else. And that was the same thing with shaman. The shaman usually lived on the outskirts of the uh, tribal area of the community and came, came to the main area when there was a big celebration or whatever the event would be made sure everyone, you know, was safe in whatever endeavor they were doing. And then they'd go back to their, dwelling yeah well that's what i was trying to uh yeah you're right like well shaman it's funny you mentioned shamans because yeah that that's like the uh that's the right word Uh, those were the people that were that were very likely using these kinds of substances but yeah it's like i'm just so fascinated by the idea of of the eucharist as you know who knows what it was two thousand years ago was the original idea the priest or whoever saying to the followers of christ like here take this this is the body and blood of christ and then they just went on a wild trip and were like oh my god yeah like the holy spirit entered me i saw jesus you know but 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 maybe they're right right like maybe that experience is god and the closest we'll get to touching him at least you know well so I and i say that, that as just the idea of god right not necessarily the christian god so i think i think at the end of the day here we can all agree that psychedelics can certainly put you in a mindset that brings about uh productivity and a and a certain level of enlightenment yeah well the other thing is like uh we see the world like in a very particular way right and like there was this funny video once not funny like cool um that showed like a picture of the earth like the famous blue marble of the earth from from the moon and then it was like picture of the earth with like ultraviolet light or like uh gamma ray light like stuff that human eye the human eye can't perceive and like it looks different obviously and so it really just gets you thinking like well it gets you thinking about what reality is really because it's like we only know what we perceive right and who knows if that is reality at all like are we witnessing the objective reality of the universe or is it just filtered through our eyes and our brain and our, our, our experiences as, you know, what our brains naturally are, who knows, you know, maybe we, maybe we peel back the veil, like, right. Maybe psychedelics is peeling back the veil of our subjective reality. And like, who knows what we could see the fourth dimension. Like, <laughs> maybe, I don't this know. Is, maybe this is the silliest thing ever, but what happens if oxygen is like, <clears throat> like a poison or not a poison but it's keeping our eyes closed to what reality is and then you take these drugs and it like 
stops the symptoms of oxygen and like what we consider to be sober and it like opens it up to what the real world actually is yeah well yeah that's basically what i'm saying but i don't know about oxygen being but phil i want to hear phil's thoughts phil's been silent as a freaking mouse over here well phil's tripping tripping right now (laughs) i'm actually not even on the earth right now um actually i uh yeah i was just taken aback by the brilliance that i just witnessed but uh basically um just i just wanted to talk a bit about yeah i want to talk a bit about specifically the trips on dmt um as you all know it's very psychoactive and it has a certain effect on the brain i think it's very interesting that the people that um, do DMT have very similar experiences. And what I mean by this is that there's at the end of their trip, there is this overwhelming sense of calm and understanding and that the burden has been lifted on their life. And I think, Mm -hmm. and for the most part, these psychedelics, and I find it's actually cool is that these experiences end up being overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. And I think that's just such a, a powerful testament to how nuts these things could actually be for us in like, if we want to think of ourselves as like religious beings and like just wanting to converse with the world in a positive way, I think that's yeah. really cool. Or and even I not it, to, yeah. sorry, correct me if I'm wrong yeah. though on two things here like number one it's like most almost everyone that has done dmt has like similar experiences in the end right yeah there's a similar kind of I mean. story like yeah but and- doesn't now doesn't dmt like i guess the second question is doesn't dmt like release some sort of chemical reaction in your brain that's like the same thing as dying well i think there's some scientific backing that when you die your body produces dmt so that's why you can somehow like see light or see whatever God when you like oh, God, come back from life. The shit out of me. But basically where <laughs> I was going with this is that I want to specifically go to Confront Joe Rogan's death. experience on DMT where he sees this jester that is kind of um, not taking his bullshit, like knowingly pointing at him like you're full of shit, oh. you're full of shit. And there's something so vital about humility yeah. that is, it's just, it's profound. And I just find it so interesting how everyone on this drug seems to have such a uniform experience. And it just, it's just really interesting. Yeah. Cause it's like, what is that for us? What, what, like, and also why do these drugs exist? Especially like psilocybin and mushrooms and stuff like in some in some sense like if we're not meant to experiment with that why do they exist in the world you know it's like bring it back to the story of adam and eve bro it's like the fruit it's like the forbidden fruit well that's it right the the fruit was from the tree of knowledge uh the knowledge of good and evil and and you know in a metaphorical sense when when adam ate the fruit that was humans coming into being you know, gaining uh, knowledge, gaining the capacity to sin, gaining agency, and separating ourselves from God. Um, but, but you're right. Like that's kind of I didn't think about that. But even in that story, it's the idea of eating 
something natural and gaining something metaphysical oh it's so cool man it's so cool i've heard a theory like about how we got our consciousness was because when we like if if they believe that we evolved from apes we came to we started going from the trees to the ground and then started messing around with like the mushrooms on the ground and stuff like that which were oh which produced psychedelics and then that kind of helped yeah and then over time that's how we got our consciousness was from tripping on mushrooms oh dude i never even thought about that that's crazy whether it's true or not like that's just a theory that i read but that's a really interesting one okay we got about a minute left so we may as well wrap it up i think we should come back to this at a later date because uh this is a wellspring of of ideas man (laughs) So shout out Sarah again for, for yeah, suggesting great that. topic. Great topic. Freaking awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant. Bring so, us yeah. up. Bring us another topic if you want, Sarah. This was a great one. Yeah, hit us up. But Maybe yeah, anyone, anybody, like if you want to send us topics to discuss, if you're curious about stuff, like we'll talk about anything. We're just trying to think and and learn and grow and broaden your mind. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's wrap it up here, boys. Yeah. All right. Everybody take care, brush your hair, make sure to follow us on all our socials. Uh, Drop a comment, drop a like, drop a follow, and uh, we'll be back on Friday. So have a great, have a great rest of your week, everyone.